0: This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser. Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free.
1: Okay. Um, Hey, everybody. Welcome to You Have to Watch This podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And before we get started with today's Super Size episode, I want to thank Devin and Ryan for holding down the fort last week while I was away. Um, The You have to watch this podcast. The movie is uh, canceled. Uh, (laughs) Darn it. It's on infinite (laughs) hiatus.
0: Um, Oh, it's such a shame.
1: Yeah. Uh, No, uh, I've been busy working on some film shoots recently, so uh, last Tuesday just... I wasn't going to make it back in time for the show, uh, so I just even didn't even bother watching True Grit. But I listened to half of the episode, and it's like, yeah, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> I
0: don't need to watch it.
1: Yeah, no, it, um, but I'm back. We're here. We have two more sh- We have this show and one more show at the e- next week before the end of the year. So we're going to end 2021 strong and talk about some things that are a little bit off of the regular, regular schedule regular scheduled program. Uh, so today we're going to start off with our review of Spider-Man No Way Home. We're going to keep it spoiler-free as long as we can, and then we will let you know when we're getting into spoilers, uh, because we, we have to talk about who won the Spider-Bet, because um, we know well, we yeah. know who the who the winner we is. We know the winner. Yeah. Um,
0: we can't talk about it without spoilers. We can't though, talk about it know. without
1: spoiling. Uh, and then after that, probably around 7 o'clock, we will be doing our holiday special special, where we'll be talking about three different holiday-themed episodes of television that we watched. Uh, My pick was Ted Lasso. Uh, Devin's pick was It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia's holiday special. And then Ryan picked Bojack Horseman's holiday special. So we will be talking about those three episodes of television and a bunch more holiday stuff towards the end of the show. So probably around 7 o'clock, that'll start. So if you don't want to know about Spider-Man, I hate to say this, uh, when we get into the spoilers, just come back around 7. We'll we will, we'll be talking holiday stuff then. We'll um, be here. So that gives us 45 minutes to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, and uh, let's get into it. Um, so I want to start off by asking, how many times have you guys seen Spider-Man No Way Home?
0: Only one, unfortunately. Once. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah, right. I, I went with you. I, I dragged hey, you.
0: Hey, you, you asked an open question to both of us, okay? I did. And, I did.
1: <laughs> yeah, and this is why I asked. Uh, somebody asked me the, the same question.
0: Hey, Alan, how yeah. many times did you see Spider-Man No Way Home?
1: Three. I saw it three times.
0: <laughs> so, and was that spread across three days?
1: Yes. I saw it. Okay. So the, the one th- short I was working on last week, Wrapped early, and I called my wife and jokingly said, "Hey, we wrapped early. I'm going to go get dinner. Then I'm going to go see Spider Man." And she like, it's it's already past her bedtime. She perked up. And was like, "If you're going to go see Spider Man, I'll stay up and go with you." I was like, "Bet."
0: Happening. So, <laughs> oh, love So
1: it. I had her buy tickets, and we were up until two a.m. going to see Spider Man.
0: That is so cool, though. Yeah. What a it, cool experience. And
1: and for her being a teacher, she was able to. um she was able to, like, brag to her students that she saw it. Like, one kid, she said, walked in and, like, avoided eye contact with her because he didn't want to spoil it for her. And she's like, oh, yeah. no, I saw it. So I, know. I got to help her be the cool teacher. So, so hold was on. Fun. Was the
0: next day a movie day in class for her because she was too tired to teach?
1: You would think so. But I think, yeah. like, one of her classes was on a field trip, so it was kind of an easy day for her anyway. Oh, good. Okay. Um. So, yeah, we've all seen it. We all know what happens in it. We're going to try to stay spoiler free, like I said. Um, That being said, uh, Devin, I think you were the first one to see it. So I'm going to ask you first, what did you think of Spider-Man No Way Home?
0: I loved it. I mean, I'll have to, I think I'll have to watch it again to give a real, genuinely critical answer of it. There are certain things that happen in this that got me so excited, just because they happen in this that I I don't know that I was objective about the plot or the pacing or the events or like whether, you know, I, I don't feel like I could have been fully objectively critical about it. But mm-hmm. overall, I love it and I want to see it again. And it's the first Marvel movie, I think, since Endgame that's made me want to do that.
1: Okay. Uh, my wife in the chat says, no, her students just thought she was on something.
0: Uh, <laughs> Good. I'm I'm sad it wasn't a Bill Nye day. To be honest, I love those days. Yeah.
1: Well, she teaches math, um, which will, which remind all. which remind me to talk about that later. Uh, Ryan, too. Ryan, what did you think of Spider-Man: No Way Home?
2: Better than I was expecting.
1: <laughs> I was going to say you've been pretty like on the like it, it was kind of like dragging you to the theater yesterday when we went because you're not as big on the Marvel stuff now.
2: I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm. I am on the fence and I was the only reason why that I even saw it is because we're doing it for this and sure. it's been a while since we've have done something like this so I didn't have a problem with it um, but it was better than I expected I have thoughts on stuff that we can't talk <laughs> about until later um, okay. That, uh, but overall I enjoyed it I I think I'm the same boat as Devin. I can't really think of anything that I was like I that that you know that, that like threw me off or anything simply because I was enjoying it so much. Mm-hmm. Um and I've seen that's pretty much been the consistency too from what I've seen from everybody. Cause I've got friends on my Facebook page that usually have conflicting thoughts on even really good movies. Everybody's mm-hmm. on the same page.
1: Yeah, um so real quick, let's talk about um Let's talk about where it's sitting at the ratings right now. So it's a 94 on Rotten Tomatoes, which I mm. believe is the highest for the Spider-Man films. Okay. Um, nine, out, nine out of 10 on IMDb and a 72% from Metacritic. Um, And then the movie um, – Made all of the money at the box office. It was like oh all like two
0: hundred million or something. Like yeah, like two hundred and fifty nine or something like that. It was the only thing that got our like coronavirus-addled pandemic brains to like go, okay, we'll leave the house for this. Yeah,
1: <laughs> six hundred million worldwide.
0: That's amazing.
1: I had I had I was talking to a friend of the show, Mike, over the weekend because he was watching the AMC stock on Friday just mm. shoot up, and I was like, Spider Man, like I'm telling yeah. you. I, I told him I think it's going to make Force Awakens numbers like Force wow. Awakens had a really strong opening weekend where it made like two hundred and thirty million million dollars, and I was like, it's going to make two fifty. Just watch, it's going to be five hundred global. Yeah, with
0: that, and, and that's without, more than that. and
1: I think that's without China. So, I
0: aren't they releasing in China? I heard this was the first one they're releasing. In I, China. I think
1: it is. I've heard. I somebody told me they didn't, so I I didn't get a chance to look that up. But still, like, $600 million is amazing. Um, That's crazy. So. Well, hold on. Alan, yeah. what
0: did you think? Oh, what did I yeah. think? You saw it three times. Yeah. Oh, I hated it. Are you like, I hated like,
1: it. I just, I just hate, hate watched it the second two. No, I loved it. <laughs> I, I mean, if you can't tell, I'm a bit of a Spider-Man fan. Uh, <laughs> no, I absolutely loved it. Uh, each time I saw it um, – like it brought me to tears and made me cheer. The first time I was yelling in the theater like clapping along and like cheering like uh when certain things happened. Um but no, I absolutely love this. This is probably it's probably not my favorite Spider-Man movie of all time, but it's I think it's my favorite of the Tom Holland films. Um Okay. And I think they did such a great job bringing back the villains um, and treating those films with such uh, care and treating those characters well and tweaking what they needed to tweak like things that were issues in the other films like Jimmy Fox being blue and and fixing (laughs) it for this. Um, But I think they, they paid a lot of respect to those films and those characters. And I don't think that anything in this film really overshadowed Tom Holland. Uh, which I was worried about, because when you bring in Alfred Molina and Willem Dafoe, like all these villains from these other films, it's like, okay, but what about Spider-Man? Like, how right. how is Tom Holland's character going to progress through the story? Um, and I think they did a really good job of staying true to that character. And the other, most of the characters, at least the main three, uh, Tom or Tom Holland's Peter, uh, MJ and Ned, I think are at the heart of this movie and stay that way, uh, along with Aunt May and Happy Hogan. Uh, you get some of the small, <laughs> some of the smaller characters like Flash Thompson and Betty Brant get kind of pushed to the side for this, Yeah, but they're still there in that first act. Uh, and Betty Brant's been on their TikTok account. So they're, uh, she's, she's doing fine.
0: Oh, good. <laughs> so I, I'm going to be honest. I, I keep seeing around that this isn't like people's favorite Spider-Man movie. like, the concession it sounds like is this isn't the best Spider-Man movie to come to ever come out, but it is a good Spider-Man movie with that in mind. What is your favorite Spider-Man movie and why does it make it better than this? Like Brian, what is better about it than this one?
1: Brian, you go first.
2: The first Spider-Man movie simply because of, uh, and that's simply because of nostalgia. I'll fully admit it. Um, and I really feel like that's the true answer for everyone,
0: almost. Okay. So here's the thing, I don't know that I have much nostalgia tied into to the first Spider-Man movie. I I haven't seen it in in years, and I don't know that I have any like want to go back and watch okay. it. Okay.
2: Well, I was what? What year did that come out again? Two thousand
1: one. Two two yeah. thousand one. Sorry. 2002, I, two thousand
2: two. Sorry. Two thousand two. I was 16, 17 years old. Yeah. And Spider Man at the time was my favorite superhero, mm-hmm. and it just clicked. And that was a movie that I watched on repeat for a long time, and that's why it's my favorite. Are mm-hmm. uh, is Spider Man Two or these other movies? Are they you know technically better? Probably, but it's my favorite. And that's why. Yeah. So,
0: Alan, what's yours? Spider Man Two. Spider Man Two.
1: Spider-Man Two, um, and I talked about this on Victims and Villains because I went back and rewatched all of these films. Yeah, uh, before this one came out, um, Spider-Man Two is my favorite because um, it's got a great soundtrack. I I really identified with Peter Parker in this film, like being the like awkward trying the, like I, I identified with, with that version of Peter Parker just because I do. I can't really justify yeah. it. Um, but that film's always had a special place in my heart with the soundtrack, the performances. It's the first time I looked at a villain as okay, he's not really a bad guy; he's just being yeah. corrupted by these, these tentacles. Um, and it's the first time I got to like actually review a film like in my for my middle school paper. Um, <laughs> so I, I just have a lot of nostalgia for it. Um, like that's why I got, I can't really see it, but I've got the poster here behind me. The Spider-Man suit I have is a Spider-Man two suit. Um, the video game I've been playing on Twitch is for one of my favorite games of all time. There's just so much I love about that movie that it's, it's my favorite. Um, a close, close second might be Spider-Verse.
0: That one's my number one like I think if you if you like force me to pick a live action one it yeah. would be Spider-Man 2 as well but if you said Devin you have to watch a Spider-Man movie today pick one it's Spider-Verse.
1: Yeah. And I and I like Spider like Spider-Verse is kind of, like I don't want to say it's the cheating answer cuz it it might be the best of all the Spider-Man films. Um but there's so much good going on there. Um, yeah. that it's almost not fair to compare it to the live action ones.
0: It's got um, Nicolas Cage going for it. So it's, it's got John Mullaney as a
1: swinging pig. <laughs> also, that, yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, did you not like Spider Verse very much, Orion? No, I love
2: Spider oh, Verse. I'm not sure I'd put a talking pig on one of the reasons why.
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it Fair. can get weirder. Yeah.
0: Um... <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Um,. So, we, we talked a little bit about the villains in this. Um, were there, were, who, villain-wise, stole the show for you? was any Did anyone really... Without getting into too many details, like who was your favorite villain to watch in this? Because for me, it's Doc Ock. I think they treated his character with such care. Uh, I think Alpha Molina, even though they de-aged him, looked phenomenal. I... I don't mind the CGI tentacles this time around instead of the puppets. Um, I thought they did a he did a really good job of like giving Peter attitude uh, when he gets locked up in the in the dungeon with Doctor Strange. Um, I really enjoyed his performance. Uh, how about you guys,
0: Ryan? You want to go? Uh,
2: this is one of the first times that I actually forgot that I that 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 I was looking at Jamie Foxx. Really? This is one of the few times where I didn't where where I didn't have my thing with him in my head. So I'm just <laughs> going to go with him because I got I I got lost in his character and forgot that it was him for
0: a minute. So that was good. I really like what they did with uh with Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin in this.
1: I I knew you were going to say that and I think it's just because yeah. of the green lights behind you. It <laughs>
0: it might you know it might be but I I like that they made him a very imposing bad guy because when I think back to Spider Man number one which I said I haven't seen in years he's not like a menacing guy he's mostly just like a guy in a weird Power Ranger suit that like has like a bit of a personality disorder and like he, he's not like super strong he's just he's got his glider thing and his bombs and that's it. And without going dismissive, this movie did a good job of making him seem like a very menacing, very real challenge to any Spider-Man, like, which I liked.
1: Yeah, and, and not to talk a lot about Amazing Spider-Man too, but I think that's something that – like, as much as, as many issues I had with that version of Green Goblin, one thing that they do well in that, and Devin and I talked about this at length before, is that goblin that's terrifying – as soon yeah. as as soon as you see him come for Gwen Stacy in that film, you you're just struck with this feeling of dread, and I think mm-hmm. whenever Goblin shows up in this film, they do a good job of bringing that feeling back, mm-hmm. uh, with Willem Dafoe's Norman Osborn Goblin. So instead of uh, Dean DeHaan's uh, Valyrian Goblin or whatever, yeah, no, is. just. This one was
0: much better. I also like they did the the, like the the Mad Max thing with him, and eventually he's just like, "I have a brown sash on." That makes me different now. Okay, I mean, minor spoilers, I guess. Was it brown? Um, I thought it was brown. I thought it was like a like a front cape or whatever. I remember it being purple.
1: (laughs) Was it purple? (laughs) It was purple. Yeah. Oh, whoops. Yeah, he has like a purple hood on by the end of this. Um, Yeah. Oh, whoops. Um. Okay, I'm trying to think what else we can talk about without getting into spoilers. Um, we've talked a good be... 15 minutes. I think yeah, it's, yeah. Mi- it I might think... be time. Just throw up uh, the banner. Okay. I think we have to okay. throw up the banner. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, so if you haven't seen Spider-Man No Way Home, we are going to get into spoilers now. Uh, so if you want to come back for the, our, our holiday special special, tune in in the next half hour. Uh, we'll be live still, and we'll be talking about Ted Lasso, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and Bojack Horseman. But until then, uh, we are getting into spoilers for Spider-Man. I need to figure out where I'm putting this. Yeah, right there. Right there on Ryan works. <laughs> right, yeah.
0: right on Ryan. Hold on, I got to check now.
2: Yeah, I think that works. Just right. Yeah, yeah. no, not over my
1: face. Okay, I, no, not over your go. face. <laughs> I, I know better. <laughs> All right, so if you if you haven't been watching the show and are unaware of what's been going on with our Spider Bet, uh, Devin, do you want to keep? Uh, do you want to inform everyone what the Spider Bet Spider Bet was?
0: Right. So, the Spider Bet was we knew that certain villains from certain other Spider Man movie were going to be in this movie. The, the marketing for the movie said as much. Uh, my very firm belief was that. While the villains from other Spider-Universes would be in this movie, the heroes, the other Spider-Men, either wouldn't be in the movie at all or would have a very brief cameo setting up an even bigger movie spearheaded by Sony later. Yes. It, that was way more particular Need to be. Basically, yes. other Spider-Men were going to be a big part of this movie. They might be in it, but not much.
1: And I was of the mindset that other Spider-Men were going to be in this and were going to at least show up for the final battle. And have a significant role in the film. Um, If I lost, I would have to perform scenes from a Spider-Man 4 script that Devin found online uh, that was made by a fan. It's wonderful. Devin, what would happen if you were to lose?
0: I have to recreate the Bully McGuire dance in London in its entirety.
1: Uh, Ryan... Since you're the third party here, can you do us the honor and please declare the winner of our spider bet?
2: The winner of the spider bet was Alan. Devin, (laughs) I expect, (laughs) I expect you dressed up as an emo teenager from 2005, dancing Mm -hmm. down the streets of London. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) You'll notice, you'll notice I'm growing out the hair a little bit. I haven't gotten a haircut. I've been prepping.
1: (laughs) Okay, so Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in this movie. Uh, okay, well, th- so uh, before we get into get into this, in good spirit, yeah. Devin, you pick a scene from the Spider-Man Four thing, and I will recreate it.
0: <laughs> oh yay! I've Perfect. got the okay. suit.
1: I will do one scene instead of the, the <laughs> ten pages you wanted me to do. I will do one scene. To do the
0: scene, okay? Uh, perfect.
1: And we'll have that f- in time for Morbius when that Love comes it. out. Um, so you give me that one that one scene, and I will do it. Okay, um, perfect. But I expect top quality choreography and camera work. No, I'm kidding. Uh, it will if be. You, if you if you need help with your thing, let me know, and I'll help you. I will. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. But that being said, Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in a significant chunk of this movie. Um, more more than I thought they were going to be. Uh, yeah, me so too. So I, I won it by a landslide. Um, <laughs> so, Devin, since you did not think they were going to be in it, what what do you think of their appearance in this film?
0: I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I mean, it was – I told you guys, I've never been happier to lose a bet. Um I I know that Romana doesn't feel the same way, but I've never been happier to lose a bet. I mean, they were... It was more than I thought, even in my, like, most, like, I'll lose this bet kind of mind. So I was like, okay, fine, let's show up for the final battle. They'll, like, get a hug in or something at the end, and then they'll get going. But no, they were great. And it it, it not only, like, showed them and show... it, It it showed them they acted as a foil for Peter and acted to help his emotional growth. They helped tie up storylines from their freaking universes. Like, holy cow, they did a lot in this movie.
1: Ryan, what did you think?
0: I
2: loved it. Like, that was yeah. my, like...
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, no, <laughs> speechless. <laughs> speechless. Now I... I'm still in awe that they were able to do it in such a beautiful way. Yeah. Uh, Having both of them come back. uh, The first moment I cried in this movie wasn't even like one of the emotional beats of it. Mm -hmm. It was just seeing Andrew Garfield again as Spider-Man. Yeah. Because having gone back and rewatched his films and knowing how much he cared about that, playing that character and how much he loves Spider-Man, seeing him take off the mask got me. I was like – Yeah. He really he really spent the last year in promoting Eyes of Tammy Faye and Tick Tick Boom lying to people like I'm not in it. Like he straight up lied to yep. Jimmy Fallon, which is good for him. Uh but like just him getting a second chance at it really, really got to me. And and then Toby showed up looking like a, a cool youth youth pastor. <laughs> yeah, um, pretty much. <laughs> And I was like, "Oh, this is, this is everything I wanted it to be." At that point, I didn't care what else happened. I was happy. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. But they were able to stick the landing, uh, uh, pun intended. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think they did such a great job of treating those characters well, and re- treating their legacies as well too. I talked about the villains before, but I think they did even an even better job with um, with the Spider Men and i think the chemistry between all three of them was phenomenal.
0: Oh yeah. Mhm.
2: Yeah, and that that's one of the things that made it work for me was that they were there working together. It 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 showed a bunch of things. One it it showed that each one of it showed that both of them were still dealing with stuff that hap- that was going on in their own universes. That they were still working through their own crap. Um it showed them understanding the importance of having to help out Tom Holland's Spider-Man. But my, one of my favorite moments with them together is realizing that none of them never usually work as a team and them trying yep. to figure out how to work as a team. And then, of course, you have that whole side joke of Garfield having to be Spider-Man 3 and he's <laughs> like I <know. laughs> so I told
1: David I told Ryan like if if we weren't if we were going to get into spoilers at the beginning of the show I was going to open the show yeah. hi welcome to You Have to Watch this Podcast I'm host one <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny Um, no I who okay so we have three Spider-Men in this film
0: yeah. two of
1: which are not as far as we know, under contract for sequels, at mm. this point, if you were to if you were to see one of them continue on and make more films, which one do you want to see after this?
2: It, to be honest, I feel like this movie pretty much wrapped up Tobey Maguire. Mm-hmm. There's uh, wrapped up his Spider Man. Uh, for anything other than him showing up again as like a supporting character in somebody mm-hmm. else's universe. I would really like to see a continuation of Garfield's Spider-Man. After this, because I mean, to be honest, I was one of the people where I was like, oh, okay, he was Spider Man. And I don't really care for his movies that much. But this mm. kind of drew me into it because the one thing that I did find compelling about him was his relationship with Gwen and how that affected him. And they really showed that in this, particularly when he saves MJ and oh. she has to ask him. I lost, yeah. it, by the way. That lost was it. A- like a. Baby. That's one of the moments where I oh. almost cried in this movie was because oh. you could tell, like, Garfield cares about this character. He acted his ass off on it, and it mm-hmm. showed in that I, scene. I
1: can't. I, I cannot wait for him to be able to talk about this in interviews because it really looked like he gave this his all, and yeah. like he's getting one more shot at this character. Who knows what's going to happen in the future, but he gets one more chance to put on the tights. And he gave it his all. Andrew Garfield qu- is quickly becoming one of my favorite actors. Um, and yeah. he absolutely nailed this film. I want to see more of him. I have a theory on how they can do that. I think they might be doing that with some things that they said in this film. Um, but, Devin, what's your answer?
0: Well, I mean, it's it's the same as, as Ryan's, obviously. But okay. the reason for mine is that he talks about what happens after he lost Gwen Stacy and he goes, you know. After a while, I stopped pulling my punches, and I went, "Oh, that's a really dark take on the character that I really want to see." Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and that, like that part, also, like I got got a little bit choked up because I was like, that really affected him, and that's really like, ooh, yeah. It,
1: and if you notice, he gets really quiet when Toby's talking about his best friend turning on him. Yep. Um. So maybe that's where he didn't pull his punches, Could be. and that's why uh. Harry's Harry's not around. Um. No, I, I – I have some complaints about this film that don't have to do with the film itself, just with Sony Pictures in general. Um, okay. Because I wanted this film to give me answers about what Morbius is doing because you have the Toby Maguire Daily Bugle logo. You have a picture of Toby Spider-Man with Murderer labeled yeah. on it. And then you have the Amazing Spider-Man Oscorp logo um, plus it's taking place in the Venom universe. So I was like, okay, wh- which which universe are you in? You have you to gotta pick, pick one. one. And I thought this film was going to give me answers to that, and it didn't. Um, but I have a theory that in that Sony universe, Andrew Garfield is a Spider-Man. And I think, oh, I think that's true. And I think we're going to see him go up against Venom because – because – Toby mentions fighting a, a black goo alien, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Tom mentions fighting Thanos, and he says, "Oh, well, I want to fight an alien." And then you have Venom <laughs> in the post-credit scene saying, "I think we." You have Eddie Brock saying, "We should go to New York and talk to the Spider-Man guy." Um, so I think I think Venom Three might be Eddie Brock and Venom going to New York to hunt down the Amazing Spider-Man
0: the only thing that'll get me to see that movie yeah the only thing this i know we're in spoilers territory deep 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 the second friggin venom showed up in the post-credit scene i just went (laughs) not in my movie get out of here
1: uh (laughs) i i love how he mentions hulk and uh venom's like and you thought lethal protector was a shit name like (laughs) (laughs) i mean fair yeah um but, uh, fun fact, the uh, the bartender in that scene is from Ted Lasso. Which that's we'll what I heard. About Danny
0: Rojas, right? Danny
1: Rojas. Yeah. Football, football so, is life. Um, so,
2: um, since we talked about, uh, you know, like, killing or almost killing of a Spider-Man's best friend, uh, can we get to the one thing that's been a, a thorn in my shoe throughout all of the Tom Holland movies? Tell me. Ned. I hate Ned. Ah, I'm sorry. (laughs) I do not like Ned. I find his character. Oh.
0: I I I can't.
2: I cannot with Ned. And I tried. I really Alan. I told you that I was going to like watch the first, you know, like Tom Holland movie again to see where I lost him. I can't pinpoint it. There's just something about Mm -hmm. the character that just gets on my that that just gets on my nerve. Like he'd be that nice kid in class that really tries to be nice. And I'm civil with him, but inside I just, I can't stand the kid, but I'll never tell him that because I don't want to hurt his feelings. Like he's that person to me.
1: Right. If you, you have that, you, if you have a problem with me, you can tell. It's not, stop it
0: stop it stop it, <laughs> stop it. 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 How did you feel about him getting magic powers then? Oh,
2: I hated it. As soon as <laughs> oh my god, I was like, no. But I you know what? I went with it. It's fine. I like his mom or his grandmother, whoever that was. Yeah. I yeah, like he her. Cool. So that's okay. <laughs> because that because that means she's magical too. <laughs> <So Yep. laughs>
0: I I just I don't know that I want to see like a like a spin off of Doctor Strange where like he becomes new Doctor Strange. I don't know that I want to I that. don't I don't hate Ned. I just don't know that I want that.
2: I don't think that there'll be a spinoff where like he becomes the next like Doctor Strange. I, mm. I, I can see him being kind of like an a like an apprentice. He's like half a superhero. Yeah. You know, like, but even then, that's just too much for me. Like, just let him yeah. be the guy in the chair and uh, let him talk about it all he wants. Like, that's
1: I, I. I don't okay. Know. I've got to ask, how much do you guys know about Ned Leeds in the comic books?
2: There Almost is a, zero. There's a Ned Leeds in the comic book. Yes, yeah, Ned is from the there we comic go. books. Uh,
1: okay, um, well, at, so
2: at least part it came of from
1: what, somewhere what. So I, guess. I think they are per, okay. So in the comic book, Ned Leeds becomes the Hobgoblin.
0: Oh, so it's not an Osborne.
1: It, well, the Osborns are <laughs> the Green Goblins. Uh, Ned oh. Leeds is the Hobgoblin, the orange oh. one from the '90s cartoon. Um, And I think they're doing something very interesting with his character by the end of this, because at the end of the film, Tom Holland has the world forget that Peter Parker exists. Mm -hmm. And Peter Parker is pretty much Ned's only best friend, like only friend. Like him and MJ at the end are friendly, but I don't think they're friends. Uh, I don't Mm -hmm. think without Peter, they have that the connection that they have throughout the rest of the film. So I think it. Like I think there's an interesting story being set up there with Ned where him not having that connection in his life could lead to him becoming a supervillain and attacking Peter in the future, even though he says in this one he is not going to do that.
2: I, if I see him on a glider, I'm going to walk out of the movie. Look,
0: they're going to do it. It's going to be the Christmas special they release next year called It's a Spiderful Life. See What life would okay, look like without okay. Peter Parker. So, It'll be great.
2: I know that we're joking about... I mean, not 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 joking about him potentially becoming some type of villain, but joking mm-hmm. about what Devin was saying. This is about... see. Th- and I think I know why I'm starting to kind of not really be interested in the Marvel stuff at this point anymore is because we've reached that threshold where we're past the point of what I already know. When it came to everything prior that Marvel's done up until about, you know, this new phase, Mm -hmm. I kind of knew about, the whole Endgame thing, I kind of knew about Thanos, but I knew about Captain America and Iron Man, and I knew about Black Widow, and I knew about Thor and everything, and I was really excited for it. Now we're getting into stuff that's like, like the Eternals. Like, I had no idea about who they were beforehand, and that's kind mm-hmm. of why I was lukewarm on the Guardians of the Galaxy, because that's one thing I did not know going into right. this whole like, phase, and that's why I was lukewarm on them. And it's not that I don't find this stuff interesting. It's just I have a lot of interests. And yeah. for. You draw the line somewhere. And, you know, I've got to, you know, like. Yeah, exactly. I drew lines when I was a teenager into college about, you know, well, not purposely drew lines, but, you know, through my own activities, kind of when is into as deep of things as i wanted to in multiple different things and i'm kind of like you know nice in my bubble surrounded by my pie chart of like stuff that i'm (laughs) interested in and now and now with the way these with the way that the marvel films are going it's i see a trailer and i'm like oh that looks interesting and that's about it not oh cool that character i know i'm really really interested in this yeah
1: oh okay so you're are you more interested in the this, in this stuff when it comes out to, like, Disney Plus? or
2: When it comes out to Disney Plus, and I can watch it at my own time without, mm-hmm. you know, like, having the whole, like, release dates for movies and stuff like this, it's going to be better or easier for me to kind of work my way into it instead of, like, jumping at the gun every time one of these movies come out now. Because it's one of those things where it's, like... Now we're getting into more comic booky stuff, like more comic booky powers that I kind of want to say, I guess, the way to describe it to sure. where I'm just like okay, that's an awesome power and it's it, it, it's one of those things where like you've got the main superheroes and their their storylines are pretty much done. Like Iron Man, Thor, all of these originals ones are done and now they're getting to like the other ones that that aren't as well known outside of like the comic book world. I'm one of those people yeah. that's on the outside. And so when it comes to a lot of these characters th- that they're bringing forward and their new powers and where they're coming from, I don't have an already investive interest in it.
0: Mm.
2: Are, so, so it's hard you, for me to get there.
1: Are you going to be more intrigued if they get good actors that you recognize into these roles?
0: I want to say yes, but I don't know. Okay. So hold on. Here's a good test. How does Oscar Isaac's Moon Knight stick with you?
1: You stole mine. <laughs> what? Night. Oscar Isaac, who played Poe Dameron in Star Wars.
0: Okay. Yeah. He's, he's gonna, gonna play be, a superhero. He's
1: gonna play a superhero for Marvel. Will you watch that Disney Plus show?
2: I gotta see the trailers first. Okay. I I, I see. Yeah, okay. So he's
1: pretty. He's pretty much playing the Marvel equivalent of Batman.
2: Okay. Yeah. So. That's probably not a good actor to okay. to ask me about because I had to go right. who again because, mm. again, like, all of my favorite okay. actors are past their prime.
1: Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, what if Kevin Costner played Dr. Doom? But uh, we got to get Ooh. back to <laughs> 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 um, You got my interest. You got my interest. Uh, I mean – I mean, if you didn't watch The Defenders with Sigourney Weaver, I don't think you're going to watch anything for uh, Kevin Costner. So, Uh, okay, we got to get back into Spider Man because we have a lot to talk about yet. Uh, Devin, you got something?
0: Yes. So, one of the things I wanted to, I loved the most about the movie were the references that they made, particularly to the Tobey Maguire era Spider Man. Did you guys catch any of them? And if so, what was your favorite one? I will start. I loved the back joke about uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider Man. That was absolutely wonderful.
1: Back uh, joke. That oh, one is fantastic. Oh, okay. um, for me, I think the references that I picked up the most from those films was the use of the musical themes. So when oh, Doc really? Ock shows up, you get, the, you get his theme. Um, oh, cool. When Toby and Andrew show up, you get their themes. You get the uh, Amazing Spider-Man 1 theme by James Orner, not the Hans Zimmer from Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, but I like, I like some of the lines that they repeated, like the yeah. power of the sun and the palm of my hand. Like that one was a repeated and that it's kind of a meme, but the straight meme that they pulled out of this, you know, I'm something of a scientist myself.
0: <laughs> I think that
1: that was my favorite.
0: That was a good one.
2: Yeah. yeah. The th- same thing here. The I'm, I'm a scientist myself because to be perfectly honest, I can't think of any right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So we talked about the two big cameos in this. There's a third one we haven't t- touched on yet. And that is Charlie Cox's return as Matt Murdoch. What'd you guys think of that?
0: Loved it. it. Makes It's like the only thing that makes me want to actually watch that, that series because I think I watched season one and then stopped
1: season one is good season two is okay season three is phenomenal yeah and and you can I'm saying you can just you can skip uh defenders
0: okay uh,
1: like. def- defenders is yeah. not great it's fun for parts of mm-hmm. it but it's just not not the best um okay there's a lot to talk about in there's minutes. a lot i I
0: didn't realize okay. you had this much
1: um so a, few, a little bit of this we can see. I'm lo- just looking at the chat. I uh, I love the scene with the like the, the internet pretty much called every interaction that the Spider Man were going to have like to Toby's web shooters being organic. Gross. Yeah, that was, that
2: was <laughs> <laughs> the way the, the way that they were reacting to it <laughs> when the one guy shot. He was like, ah, God, gross. <laughs>
1: And I, I love when they're talking about, like, so do you ever get, like, web block? He's like, you said that. And, like, immediately, like, I did have a web block. Like, I just love how they – he talks about, yeah, I had an existential crisis. Like, oh, yeah, that'll do it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the, I, I could watch a whole Disney Plus series of just Toby and Andrew going back and forth, talking about being Spider-Man, having a cup of coffee. Like, I could just watch yeah. six hours of that on Disney Plus and be happy.
0: One of the best was just, you're amazing. No, You're amazing. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> what a good I, I need
1: to hear that thanks no 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 you need to say it you are amazing oh I,
0: my gosh uh, what a good
1: and it took me about three times of him saying amazing to get the joke there and oh I mean, no oh, yeah. that's what did there.
2: okay so my favorite thing mm-hmm. with all of them was and my, and my only favorite part with Ned uh was when he looked up in the lab and said Peter and they all looked up <laughs> Yeah. and they yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Um we need to talk about the 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 big thing in this movie. We do though cuz we haven't talked uh, about it yet. We haven't talked about Aunt May and her death. And the fact that we just got a 6 movie origin story for Spider-Man. Cuz that's what we that's what we have here. Like th- we had the 3 3 home movies and the Civil War and Infinity War Endgame. 6 movies of an origin story for Spider-Man. How do you guys feel about Aunt May saying the the great power with great responsibility line?
2: I like it because it comes from Aunt May. It's different enough than the traditional Uncle Ben narrative. Mm-hmm. It's different enough, but it's similar at the same time for it to Yeah. And it just it was probably the best
0: way that they could have done it. Yeah, I I think that it was interesting that they made that line plus, like, consistent person in their life passing away a constant in all of the Spider-Man's lives. Like, it was something that made the one in in Amazing Spider-Man feel less cheap and a little bit more, not earned, but a little bit more okay. Because when that happened, I was, originally when I watched Amazing Spider-Man 2, when it happened, I was like, this is dumb. They're just doing the Uncle Ben death from the original one, but they wanted to make it different. But now I'm like, I guess they – I mean, they weren't going for something, but they made it something, mm-hmm. which I thought was nice.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I think the the end of this film really throws a lot of the hate that Tom Holland Spider-Man has gotten in the face of the haters. Like, oh, he's just Iron Man Jr. Uh, he, all, he relies on all the tech and – like, he's he doesn't have any of that by the end of this. Uh, and I think – it took three movies for him to get to the point where he knows how to be Spider-Man on his own. And mm-hmm. I think Aunt May's death really plays a big part in that. And I think Marissa Tomei did a fantastic job here, along with Willem Dafoe's goblin as he kills her. Yeah. Like, like he is so creepy in that scene. Like, I saw pictures of him smirking before the movie came out in that scene. I was like, Ugh.
0: Yeah. They made him uh, a good bad guy in this, especially, like, that scene especially where, like, he took a beating and was still going and I'm like, okay, cool. He's actually a very, very serious bad guy. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. I I'm gonna be honest, I love where they leave him in the movie though. I love where they leave Tom Holland Spider-Man, where he's got the crappy apartment. He's now the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man watching like watching the the police scanners now. He's got like the classic like overly blue, overly red suit that he sewed himself. Like this feels like comic book Spider-Man now. This doesn't feel like Tony Stark Jr. I love this.
1: I do yeah. too, and I'm really excited to see where we go from here with this character. I think we, I think it's going to be a little bit before we see him again, unless the internet's right and he shows up in Hawkeye tomorrow. Um.
0: Oh my gosh, you think? Yeah.
1: I mean, the, the finale of Hawkeye takes place at Rockefeller Center and he's swinging over Rockefeller Center at the end, and it's Christmas, so maybe.
0: Ooh, ooh, I got chills. And
1: and Kingpin is a Spider-Man villain, so... Mm
2: -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I particularly like... Every Spider-Man has, so far in these movies, have had their own suit. And even though my favorite spider suit is no longer a thing, which is the iron man spider suit, which is why I've never had a problem with him being quote unquote, spite iron man jr. Mm -hmm. I don't know where people get so bent out of shape about this stuff, but whatever. Um, my favorite suit is the iron spider suit. Um, but the suit that he makes and what they showed at the end, my favorite color blue, which is that metallic Royal blue yeah. Um, which for any sport fans out there, which is the metallic Royal blue that, that the San Diego chargers used like 10 years ago and still use a little now that blue, I love it. And then with the red, like that's going to be my favorite suit. If it looks the way I think it does, that's going to be my favorite Spider-Man suit for the movies.
1: Th- that'll be, <laughs> that'll be the next Spider-Man suit I buy. Um, is that suit. I love that suit. We barely get a glimpse at it, but I, I cannot wait to see more of that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So we're in the final minutes here. Uh, just looking over the chat, quick. Um, my favorite moment by far was when Otto sees Toby again, and not only is he talking to Toby McGuire, Peter Parker, in that moment, he's talking to the audience, like, "You've grown yeah. up. How are you? It's good to see you." Yeah. Like, oh, such a
0: that was such a, yeah,
1: such a good. They gave moment. him
0: so much good to do.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I love that they keep auto. They keep Octavius good in the end, um, even though he's probably going back to his universe to die.
0: No, uh. no, hold on. Do you think they are though? Like for real? Like, do you think like have undergone enough change that they're now going to be like okay?
1: I mean, if they're going if they're going back to the exact moment they were taken, mm-hmm. he's going to have to sacrifice himself to to fix to stop his machine. That's true. That's sure. But but if they if they are fixed and they do survive, it creates a different timeline. If you go on by endgame rules, so the the movies still stand as they are. Yeah. Um, but anything else, real no. quick?
0: I mean, I love this movie. I loved it. I, I I really 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 want to watch it again, just to cause like like Alan. Did you get a more like did you get a more critical eye? Three times
1: in, yes, I did, and it um,
0: and it still held up.
1: Yeah, no, I I still loved it. My third time, I saw it three different ways. I saw it opening night on a standard screen. I saw uh-huh. it Sunday on uh, Dolby Atmos screen, so better sound. And That's then cool. Ryan and I saw it yesterday on ScreenX. So we have two- screen
0: X with the, yeah,
1: so much fun. Like Spider-Man was swinging it? through the city in screen X. And that opening scene was phenomenal. Ah. Uh, if you get motion sick, I don't recommend it, but it was fun, much more fun than the darkness. That was venom. Let there be carnage, <laughs> but that final. Ba- so the best part uh, is that final battle. And with that, it is seven o'clock on my time. I think we have to stop talking about Spider-Man. No way home. Okay, um, and move on. Uh, you guys, good. You guys need to go get a drink or anything? We're and now we're into hey. this. So,
0: I got mine right here. I'm good, baby. All right? Yeah, it's probably tea. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. So now we're getting Holy into God. our our holiday special special, uh, where we picked. Uh, hold on. I got I got to I got to dress the part. There we go.
0: Oh, there you go.
1: Um. Now we're getting into our holiday special special where we had each other watch uh, some of our favorite holiday-themed episodes of some of the TV shows that the other guys haven't watched. Um, so, I forget what I have up first. Up first is Devin's Pick. It's Always Sunny yes. in Philadelphia.
0: Can I go? Go for do it. it. All right. So, this episode of Philadelphia – or It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is called A Very Sunny Christmas. This episode, um, I believe it happened season six, episode twelve. It originally aired in December ninth, twenty ten. So I don't know how good the quality was for you guys on. I, I found it on Netflix over here. I don't know how good the quality was. Kind of started showing its age a little bit in the version that I had, where it yes. like looks almost like a home movie at this point. Um, the it was written by Rob McElhenney, Glenn Howerton, and Charlie Day, the main three men of the cast. Uh, and there's a bit of a Christmas Easter egg. Did you guys know who directed this?
1: It was Fred Savage. It was Fred Savage. What's the uh what's the Christmas Isn't connection there? Fred
0: Savage. Am I thinking of his brother? One of the Savages is is tied to a Christmas thing. What Christmas thing? The Deadpool the Deadpool Christmas?
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean it was like a post I was thinking, It was a I was posting
0: thinking, Easter egg.
1: Okay, I was thinking of the um of his child career, not when he was not like 3 years ago for Deadpool. Um, I
0: only care about his adult career from here on out. Okay. <laughs> child career is over for me. It could take a weird Fred Savage take. Um Wow. Yeah. What do you what do yeah. you have
1: against The Princess Bride?
0: Oh, I actually really like that movie. Okay, I can get then. Romana to watch it. That's a big that's a big deal she, for me. she's actually.
1: never seen it.
0: She's never seen it. And she right. goes, it doesn't look good. And I go, oh, you have a world.
2: Nobody ever thinks it looks good before. Nobody, I never thought it looked good.
0: <laughs> nobody thinks it's it good, good before.
2: Exactly. Until you yeah. watch it. And then you realize, oh, this is just one giant dad joke. I love it. This is yeah. one giant. <laughs>
0: so anyway, back to A Very Sunny Christmas. In this episode, uh, Dennis and Dee decide to teach their, their father, Frank, a Christmas carol style lesson. Meanwhile, Mac and Charlie uh, find out some weird things about their Christmas past. Uh, I, oh, goodness, we'll knock this over. I love It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I've seen every episode multiple times, love this show. So this one was an easy pick for me, especially since some of you haven't seen it. What do you guys think?
1: So I've seen very little of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, I enjoyed the show. I was not. You could have given me a warning about Danny Devito's ass. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I enjoyed it. I love the uh, the recurring joke of, yeah, they came down and got their present. Like they got we got their presents and they came downstairs and got their neighbor's presents. Like, no, yeah. that's, that's, that's stealing dude. And then it's like, Oh yeah. Your mom was a hooker. Wait, no, no she wasn't. <laughs> she had Santa's come over on Christmas day. I love that joke. I love the scene at the mall with Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. it, and I love, I love that storyline. I I could have done like, I don't know why I couldn't, had a trouble, hard time getting into the uh, Frank storyline sure a bit but uh i love the the end joke where the, his business partner is like just steals everything
0: yeah I like, yeah I, I i did enjoy that and I, and i understand why the the whole frank storyline could seem a little bit rough he takes a little bit of getting used to frank's character does mm-hmm. plus like dennis and d are they don't have a lot to do that episode i think they're usually kind of a lot more kind of fleshed out <laughs> generally What about you, Ryan? I think you've... Have you seen some Sunny? I have seen
2: some Sunny. Um, Mm -hmm. I do typically like it. But the reason why I haven't, like, deep-dived into it is because there. I mean, I like a good raunchy humor in jokes as much as anybody else. But there are times when it just goes a little bit too far where I'm just like, okay, I get the joke. I get the joke. Ha-ha. Ha-ha. Yeah. But (laughs) they just keep on going, you know, further and further into it. And I get that that's the humor. Um... But I, for the life of me, did not know that this was the episode that Danny that Danny DeVito crawled out of a sofa, and I'm so happy that you're that you picked this one because I knew that happened because I've seen that scene before, but yeah. I had no idea that I had no idea that that happened during a Christmas party, which
0: makes it even better. So
1: when that <laughs> happened, all I could think of was Ace Ventura Two.
0: Yep. So Ryan sent me a a message today that said, Oh, you had us watch that movie and I sent him back the gif of Ace Ventura coming out of the, the Rhino.
2: Yeah, and then I sent the gif of a cat pulling himself out of a couch. So I mean, <laughs> you know, there's was, there was that. But
0: um We got there.
2: But yeah, but um I definitely liked uh Frank's storyline just because mm-hmm. I I like him and I like it when he plays a jerk and he's pretty much the best part of any episode that I've seen is just him being a, an ass pretty much. <laughs> um, and all the other characters are kind of like, I can take them or leave them depending on what the, st- uh, and what the storyline is. Um, when it came to the two other guys, like going around, mm-hmm. finding out about their past, that's what I mean by, okay, I get the joke. I get it. Sure. You, y- you can move on and fill out the story. I get it. And Mm -hmm. that was the entire time with those two.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, so having not watched, I've maybe watched a total of five episodes of it's always sunny Mm -hmm. in my life. This is what I've gotten from this show. And correct me if I'm wrong. Oh no. This is a show about horrible people doing horrible things.
0: Yes. Yeah. You're not supposed to connect with either any of the characters they're not. There's no like one good character. There's no voice of reason. It's these are weird characters in a normal world. Watch them just be horrible to everyone. Okay. And it's, normalize that. So. It's
1: basic- go ahead. Go ahead.
0: It's basically Seinfeld
2: on steroids. Yeah. Essentially.
1: Okay. So instead of uh, tall and gangly uh, Kramer, you get short and stubby uh, Tim. <laughs> you
2: know? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. So if I were to sit down and start watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. how long would it take for the show to find its feet, find its footing and like hit its stride?
0: You know, I not as long as you'd think. It takes the first couple episodes don't have Danny DeVito in them. He comes in I think episode 4 or 5. If you really wanted it, just go to season 2. But I really think by maybe episode 4, which I think is something like the gang solves gun violence, or something <laughs> like that. Like once you get to that episode, it's it's good. I, I think that they've so I think that the, they've basically fallen into their pattern.
1: The only other episode I've seen of this show mm-hmm. came on TV one night, and I was watching like FX, and it was late at night, and it was the gang is held hostage, and it has Danny DeVito crawling through the vents like he's John McClane in yep. Die Hard. Yep, and I enjoyed that episode a lot. Yeah, um, and I was like, "Oh, maybe I should watch this show," and then I never went back to it. Um, <laughs> you know, the show definitely
0: matures too. So, like this most recent season, they did a uh, a waiting for Godot parody okay. where they're all playing laser tag, which I loved. They also had a really good The Whiz episode where they they basically do the Whiz. Uh, but in Philadelphia, and it's really, really good. Okay. Um, and it, yeah, it's it. There's even like a part where like, um, uh, what's his name? Not Glenn Howerton. Uh, it's Glen Yeah, Rob McElhenney does an entire like interpretive dance scene to come out of the closet for his dad, and like it's beautiful. And like the show has way more like pathos than it like needs to in some times considering that like every character is just terrible okay yeah <laughs> yeah no i i i love this show i will defend this show because it's yeah it's just one of those things now there was a specific joke in it that i i was in between like eight different holiday specials to get you guys to watch yeah and then there was a, a scene in it that i was like okay i think i'm gonna pick this one because of anyone in, that i know in this world ryan has the best chance of this joke landing so it's when they're at the store and they're looking for redmond robot or whatever and he goes we don't have him in the back and mac goes you don't have him in the back this guy comes in and you don't have him in the back for him and he goes i don't know who that is (laughs) ryan you know who the heck they're talking about he is probably one
2: of the best well-known fan favorite philadelphia phillies in history and the fact that he's naming all these other people and this guy's like i don't know who that is i don't know who that who 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 who, who that is all i can think of is that okay this is a guy that grew up in philly who doesn't care about sports he's (laughs) a manager and he's a manager in retail so he doesn't even have the time to to develop any hobbies he's not gonna know who this guy is like (laughs) i love that scene and he's naming other um Other people and I just was like oh my god I love this
0: (laughs) Good because that was I'm like of anyone I know in my life Ryan's gonna know who This person is I have to have him watch This now yeah no he is
2: The embodiment Of the Philadelphia Phillies fan base Oh is he like he Is like if you had to take Um like If every baseball team's Fan base Mm -hmm. could be Embodied in a player Yeah That's who the Philadelphia Phillies fan base embodies.
0: Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So then that was my Ryan question. I have an Alan question. Okay. Alan, after you had us watch the Halloween episode of Community, Mm -hmm. I then started watching Community directly from that point because I've seen season one. I think you had us jump in season two. Yeah. So I started watching from that point. I got to their Christmas special, which was something that also was on my list to potentially show you guys. (laughs) That Christmas special features the the puppets or the the stop motion animation a lot like this one does. I have very specific thoughts. How do you feel about the stop motion animation in this compared to how they did in Community? So
1: in this, they're pretty much straight up ripping off Rudolph. Like they they pretty much take the character designs from that and bring them in here. Uh, Community does its own thing, which I appreciate. Uh, But I I still appreciated the joke here, especially when they had him – had the gang uh, just murder Frank. It's getting very <laughs> graphic. Yeah, it gets very graphic. And that's not something uh, uh, they did in the 60s with those specials. And I don't think they do now anyway. Um, but, no, it got really dark and I wasn't expecting it, but it, it was funny.
0: <laughs> Good. I'm glad you liked it. I When I saw them do that, I went, oh, I liked it when Community did it a bit better.
1: Yeah. No, and – I. I guess it always surprises me how much they can get away with on FX. Yeah, with this show because there's a lot of f bombs. There, like yeah, the 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 four mentioned Danny DeVito's ass. Um, (laughs) But yeah, um, Ryan, don't send me a Wikipedia article on Mike Schmidt right now. I didn't send it it to you.
2: I sent it to the group chat. I wasn't expecting you to (laughs) name it. It was supposed to be. I'm gonna forget to do this later, so I did it.
1: I don't know if you know this, Ryan. We're busy doing a show right now.
2: (laughs) You two are the ones talking. I'm just taking a break and decided to send it to you so Devin could see it later. You didn't have to call Um, it out now.
0: Good.
1: But I did. The moment's gone. It's too late. Uh, I'm not the
2: one in the wrong here. Um, (laughs) So
1: I guess I have a question based off of this. Yeah. Like, what was, like, the one present you always wanted as kids that you never got? (laughs)
0: A power wheel. What is a power wheel? Like
1: one of those kid
2: Jeeps. (laughs) One of the kid Jeeps. Or those powered... A big wheel. A power wheel. Power wheel. That's what those things were called. Yeah, power wheels.
0: Uh, Mine was the Nintendo 64. I was told... I, I asked for it every single year. And every year I was told, we're sorry, Devin, Santa can't afford that. And every year... The argument of Santa doesn't need money. I don't understand. Didn't work, so it was N sixty four for me.
1: Uh, for me, it was um, I don't know. I asked this question. No? And I don't have an answer. Uh, probably, <laughs> probably, probably, Megazords like Power Ranger toys. Uh, oh which, sure. Which now I, I, I yeah I have some back there. Um, so <laughs> I've made up for that in my adult life. Wish um, fulfilled. Yes. Um, I
0: have I have yeah. a toy, and I thought about this because of this episode, actually. I have a toy that like, I feel like I should have appreciated a lot more when I got it as a Christmas present that me as an adult would have loved um, in much the same way they had that robot, uh, Omnibot or whatever, uh, in the episode. For me, it's that, that walkie-talkie thing from Home Alone 2. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where you like in mm-hmm. one end and not the other? I had that. Yes. And to me... As an adult, yes. that is the coolest thing. Like, I get that it's just a tape recorder, but it's like from the movie. It almost looks like prop, like movie accurate. I, I hate that I like just didn't care about that as a kid.
1: In a world where they brought back uh, Turbo Man dolls, and like made them a thing, I, I'm surprised they haven't brought back the the Talk Talk Boy. That's fair. That's um, fair. All right. Anything else on the? it's always sunny in Philadelphia Christmas special.
0: I had one last question. Okay. So their silly Christmas tradition is that they throw rocks at trains, uh, on Christmas day. Cause that's just what they do. Do you guys have silly Christmas traditions? And if so, what are they? I'll go. If you guys don't, don't have you, any, you go first. My silly Christmas tradition is, uh, I always get, Slash wear new pajamas the night before Christmas. So I wake up in brand new pajamas on Christmas day. I do it as an adult. I don't understand why I do it, but I do it.
1: Um, for me, it's always watching like always watch a movie. Uh, yeah.
0: Always watch a movie.
1: So it's either going to be like Die Hard or the Grinch with Jim Carrey or, um, National impu I, I avoid a christmas story i'm not a fan really yeah it, it's overplayed. oh sure it, um it's it, it's it's
2: only played for 24 hours once one day out of the year <laughs> yeah but after
1: thir, after 30 years like that that adds up it's too much it's it you, i i can watch it in bits and pieces i can't sit down and watch that for two hours um die hard though i can watch on repeat for 24 hours and be fine well, I
2: mean, you don't have to watch the movie um, twenty four times in one day. Other than that,
0: <laughs> other than that,
1: uh, a lot of the traditions I have have to do with food. My family does the uh, the feast of seven fishes on Christmas Eve. <laughs> do you? Yeah. Um, yeah, we do that too. So we do that, uh, and then Christmas Eve morning, we make pizza free, which is Italian donut. Um, it's 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 literally just fried bread dough covered in honey and sugar, but it's I so love good. Yeah, it's so good. I'm on board. Um, oh, and my wife and I make Alfredos. Like we have Alfredo. If we're, like for Home Alone. Like we'll we'll do Alfredo for dinner instead of oh. making like a ham or turkey. Like we 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 stole that from the holiday, but
0: it's still cool though. Ryan, do you have any? I'm boring.
2: I really can't think of anything that my family ever did that was unique or special. We would do Christmas, Christmas morning. We never did anything on New Year's Eve night except for possibly go to church randomly. Mm, um sure. Open up presents, watch Christmas movies. That's it. Just the standard like, holiday stuff. Like, a Muppet Christmas Carol was always uh, is always something we watch. That's nothing really yeah. unique. Yeah. Um, I always watch uh, a Christmas story at least once. Now, granted, I didn't like that movie until my mid twenties because I, because I didn't understand it because Mm -hmm. it's from a point of view of an adult looking back at their childhood for Christmas. So it wasn't until I was old enough to appreciate that mindset that I enjoyed that. I started to enjoy that movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's pretty much
0: it. Like, I, you know, nothing like nothing like wacky or anything or like a little off the beaten path. Believe me, as
2: much as I have a weird sense of humor when it comes to stuff that I post online, I really wish that I could sit here and say that, you know, that, you know, that like I had like uh, like a book of Christmas dad jokes that I would stand on my porch and recite (laughs) for the neighborhood to hear. But I don't have anything like that.
0: Yeah, But you'll start that this year. Got it. <laughs> no, I won't.
1: <laughs> for, for anyone watching or listening at home who doesn't know what Ryan's presence is on the internet, uh, a mutual friend of ours I, I saw over the weekend, and they, they straight up asked me, how is Ryan doing? Because <laughs> all I ever see him post is memes. So I don't know how he is as a person.
0: That's yeah, I mean,
2: yeah. Like, I I – I'll put it to you this way. If I'm not posting a meme of something silly or stupid online, I'm either sleeping or I'm dealing with something. If I'm yeah. posting stuff, it means my day's going as normal as it can be. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah.
1: Um. Okay. Uh, anything else on it's always sunny in Philadelphia? That's all I got. You, you, okay. Uh, we, we, uh, I'll have some, I have some thoughts on the end, uh, on it at the end. So, Good. Uh, all right. Moving on to the next pick, which is my pick for this week's episode, for this season's special special. And that is the Ted Lasso episode, uh, <laughs> Carol of the Bells from season two. I believe it was season two, episode five or four. I don't know. Um, but pretty much, I made the guys get Apple TV for this because I want to talk about Ted <laughs> Lasso. Um, yeah. It's season two, episode four, Carol of the Bells um written by yeah, I'm not going to go through all that. Uh okay, so Ted Lasso, if you don't know, is a show about Jason Sudeikis who plays a American football coach who is hired by uh a- hold on, uh, uh hired by AFC Richmond uh, <laughs> over in the UK to uh coach their soccer team or or, or football team. Uh and uh jinx and Sue. And what I love about this show is how much heart it has. Um, I was hesitant to have you guys start with this episode. Um, but in. After a lot of consideration, I was like, you know, I think this is a good place to start because you still get the heart of the show and the the sense of humor that the show has about the situations and the characters are all strong enough i think here to for this to be a good introduction so i already kind of know what ryan's thoughts are devin what did you think of ted lasso
0: oh i really liked it i mean there was a lot there that i really liked from my unique like stupid devin perspective that like i yeah i really liked it
1: okay ryan how about you
0: I I am a strong supporter
2: of uh, AFC Richmond uh, <laughs> Ted lasso is gonna take them to the you know to, to the top table so I, I I can't wait for that um no. I absolutely loved it. Uh I loved the whole American Out of Water and uh uh in Britain. Um I loved the little jokes with the team and I'm going to get into that right now, particularly where <laughs> nobody knew what Secret Santa was and that's why all the players were like giving each other alcohol because that was the backup gift that he hid for th- that uh that that uh that that he had to hand out so the players had no idea what the hell they were doing except giving Mm -hmm. each other booze (laughs) except giving each other but yet no i i love everything about it it was great
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right so Devin, uh what specifically did you like about it Was, was there any standout characters for you
0: I like I mean, this is this might sound like a, a super huge cop out. I like Ted a lot. I mean, I I didn't know that he had like a thick southern accent. Because like I've seen like I guess I've seen promos where he doesn't talk. I've seen pictures of him. Like I'm I was vaguely aware of what the premise of this show was. But like I you know, I didn't really know too much about him. So I liked that. I also really liked I forget his name. He was the guy that was running around trying Roy to Kent. find a dent. A dent. Roy, Roy Kent. Kent. That's it. Roy Kent he's is He's here.
1: Wonderful. He's there. He's every fucking way. Roy Kent. <laughs> I don't yeah.
0: know what that means. But no, I love him. Uh, he was really, really great. And yeah, I, I just, I liked all of his lines. I, we'll get into specific things I liked about it later. But no, those are the characters okay.
1: for me. Ryan, how about you? Anybody jump out at you?
2: Um to be honest almost all the characters did and this is one of the reasons why i liked it so much is that i got invested in almost every character that showed up on screen i cared about the players i cared about the assistant uh gm or uh the assistant that hosted the the uh the holiday dinner that ended up being blown up out of proportions more than what they thought it was going to be uh ted lasso and the owner i i really cared about everyone in it um and so much so that I watched the first episode this morning and I want to continue, but I am saving the next episode for tomorrow because it's only what, 12, 13 episodes a season. There's only two seasons right now. So I don't want to like, you know, binge it all in like four days. I want, I want it to be spaced out. So. I mean,
1: nothing's stopping you from binging it and then just going back and rewatching it because it, it holds up. <laughs> Having watched the whole show at least twice now, it, it, oh, wow. it, 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 it's bingeable. And, yeah, and definitely can you can re- you can watch it re- on repeat viewings and still enjoy it.
2: Yeah. And that's and just by watching the first episode, I definitely get that. And I know by the time I get to this episode again, I'm not going to skip it. I'm going to go you know through mm-hmm. it. And yeah. one of the, and I think I think one of the reasons why I attach to this so much is I'm also a big British soccer fan. I follow yeah. Arsenal that's based out of the Premier League. And, you know, I get the the terminology and I get, like, the humor for the sport that they were doing. Um, And just everything about this team that is completely fictional, I love. I love their colors. I love the logo because it fits like it's when i first saw it i'm like i've never heard of this team before but this looks so genuine <laughs> like whoever was the like set designer for this had to have contacted like teams and people involved in branding because it mm-hmm. is it's it's good looking like yeah. everything's real authentic looking
1: okay um so Devin, i have a question for yeah. you okay besides jason Sudeikis, did you recognize anybody else from this show because there is somebody in this show that was on a show that I know you watched. And we have talked about on this podcast.
0: No, no one's ringing a bell. Okay.
1: So Rebecca, his boss. Oh, yeah, her. Um, She was on Game of Thrones. Who was she in Game of Thrones? Shame. Shame. Oh, that was her? Shame. Yeah, that was her. <laughs>
0: Oh, I didn't know that. That's you really didn't know she fun. could
1: sing, did you? Uh,
0: no, not at all. She was great.
1: Um, yeah. So that's. Um, I wanted to bring that up. I'm um, trying to think. So the show is produced by, was developed by Jason Stegas and Bill Lawrence, um, who worked on Scrubs. And one of the things I always loved oh. about Scrubs was it's it's a funny show, but also like took time to. Be serious when it needed to, and I think they really struck a good balance of that with Ted Lasso. Because even in this episode, uh, you see that there's a dark side to Ted. Like he's sitting there mm-hmm. drinking alone, watching it's a uh, it's a wonderful life. Uh, the show does a really good job of dealing with mental health, uh, oh, and cool. Ted's Ted's story being separated from his family. Um, mm-hmm. I think in this point, you you can kind of figure out he uh, got divorced he's getting divorced um so he's away from his his ex and his kid uh so it does a really good job of dealing with that uh and i think jason Sudeikis is a much better dramatic actor than i ever thought he would be having mm-hmm. watched him as like joe biden on snl back in the early 2000s right um but the show like strikes such a great balance for me that that's one of the reasons i keep going back to it is is that like, it's so funny and I love all of these characters, but at the same time, it has so much heart and it like Ted is such a great character. Cause he's funny and he makes dad jokes, but he's also so kind and
0: mm-hmm. you don't get a lot of that mm-hmm. in,
1: in uh, entertainment anymore. Was there anything like attitude wise in this episode that stood out to you guys? And I don't mean the attitude, like attitude, like anything like character wise that like, just the way the characters acted that stood out to you that was out of the normal for a, a comedy show that you would watch.
0: Yes, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say yes, and I think that it's going to be his boss when they when they went around and gave the presents out to to everybody. I I feel like that would have had a punchline in mm-hmm. like in another con like in in Sunny, for example, like. Had that story beat happened in Sunny, where Frank Reynolds was giving out presents to children that he knew wanted them, there would have been a punchline of I stole these presents. Or there would have been a punchline to it and not just we're doing this because it's good or we're doing this because it's nice. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And uh, Rebecca's character arc in this show is phenomenal to me, especially in just the first season. Um, Because, Ryan, you know what her – Pretty much where she's coming from for the first he, episode, right?
2: Yeah, I mean they're pretty much setting up in the first episode like it's the soccer version of Major League.
1: So she brings him in to kind of wreck the team, and yeah. then oh, by season two, her and Ted are out giving out presents together. Like there's such like he has such a great effect on the people around him that she comes around eventually, and like you see their relationship where it is yeah. here. Mm-hmm.
2: And and they kind of show that, too, because when Ted and his assistant coach show up, somebody on, on on the team who works at the stadium yells at him to get off the pitch. And it's just some random field hand. It's like the water boy. And mm-hmm. Ted treats him like he's, you know, he, he, he remembers his name. He calls him, you know, like this and that. And name one of the, the running r- jokes in the first episode is, he remembered my name. You remembered my name. No one yeah. remembers my name, and uh, it's yeah. just like you get the idea that Ted is such this good guy, but already in the first episode, you know there's family problems, and you can just like, and it, it it really hurt me because I'm like, this is such a good guy, and yet, so, mm.
1: yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, the the one thing that I regret about making you guys watch this episode is it has very little of my favorite character in it, it, and that's Coach Beard, his assistant coach. Um, Coach Beard is my absolute favorite. I think, Ryan, once you get to see more of Coach Beard, you're going to love him. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I I, I could just go on and on about this show. Uh, Do you guys have any questions for me about it?
0: I know that there was some controversy with Season 2 among fans of Season 1. Where they like didn't like it as much or they were like disappointed in it or something like that. Did we see any of the reasons that they didn't like it? I don't know what they're specific. I just know that like it came out and people were, like. Okay. Rah, rah, rah.
1: So season one was 10 episodes. They renewed it for season two and greenlit two additional episodes. Uh, having already had the scripts laid out for the 10 that they wanted to do. They added two episodes and this is one of them. They added mm-hmm. the Christmas episode. So th- this doesn't really have any overarching themes for the rest of the season. Okay. So it's kind of a standalone episode. There's another episode that is that kind of split the fan base, and it's called Beard's Night Out, uh, where Coach Beard kind of goes on this, like, uh, adventure through the underbelly of London. It, ah. I absolutely loved it, but a lot of fans are torn on it. Um, I absolutely love it, though. Uh, I think okay. – I think it's something you'll appreciate, Devin. Ryan, I think mm-hmm. you'll be confused by it and probably won't enjoy it as much. But it, it's a lot of – it's it's a very well done episode. Um, and I think I think that's part of the reason uh, in the chat. The reason they didn't like it was mainly because of the mental health aspects. People didn't see it getting dark even though Ryan pointed out it was presented – it was present from episode one. Yeah, and that, that's part of it too. Like people – it does get a bit darker in season two. But it still keeps the, the humor there. It just uh, there are moments where it does get take a moment to get serious. But that's what Bill Lawrence shows do. Except for well, and maybe, that's what I, except for maybe Cougartown. I can't think of any dark moments uh-huh. on Cougartown.
0: I don't think I've seen Cougartown, but that's what I love the most about Scrubs is like Scrubs would be wacky and silly and funny and the janitor and, you know, the you know, the Coach Co- or the the what, Doctor Cox thing. But like it took time to be like oh no these are really serious issues or like the with the musical episode like the patient in it died like it got dark and wasn't afraid to do that no she didn't i thought she did i thought that was the deal is she like had something terminal in the end
1: no she she had a she had a tumor yeah uh, uh but they removed it cuz at the end of the episode she's humming the songs
0: oh no i'm thinking of the the germ episode then
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Where like yeah. you can
0: see the infections going from person to person. I think that's I, what I'm, I'm thinking. And
1: I think, I think you picked the one episode where the main patient doesn't die in scrubs to say that they die. <laughs> <laughs> I made my point the wrong way. Yeah. Um, so one last thing to tie this into Christmas, uh, before mm-hmm. I forget, Brett Goldstein, who played uh, Roy Kent. Yeah. Uh, he's a big fan of a certain mu- or certain Christmas film. Uh, and he recreated it in five minutes on the internet. Um, there is a video that I will send to you and I will post to our Facebook page so everyone else can see it because it's phenomenal. It's Brett Goldstein singing all of the songs from Muppet Christmas Carol in five minutes. Oh, and he I does the it. voices. And it's funny when you watch Roy Kane, it's like, oi, like, and gets really angry. Like, are you a dentist? Like, it's yeah. seeing him on stage at a comedy club going, there's magic in the air this evening, magic in the air. Like, It's so bizarre, but it's so entertaining. He does. He like has costumes and it's phenomenal. Um, so I highly recommend checking that out. Um, anything else on Ted Lasso?
0: Okay, so I have to say, I was really, I wasn't, I I was kind of on the fence about this whole thing, right? Because I I, I feel a bit like Ryan sometimes when we get into new superhero stuff where, like, Mm -hmm. they show the inside of a, you know, of a a football locker room and I go, this is out of my league. I'm not going to understand any of the jokes. I don't get it. I'm sorry, but, like, I, I get that they have interesting, fun characters, but I don't get it. There's a line that hooked me right into the show. And that's when Ted goes to go into his manager, his boss's car, and he's on the wrong side. And he goes, oh, right. I forget I'm the one with the accent here. <laughs> Romana and I have had this conversation in real life where, like, real people have said, oh, I sense an accent when they listen to me. And I go, right. I have the accent. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I've said that out loud. And it was like, okay, they get well, it. Like, it, I'm on board.
1: And what's great about Ted Lasso when it comes to, like, the sports thing for you, Devin, is yeah. – he doesn't know a thing about soccer either. Oh, good. You see him (laughs) learn, like he, he taught, he, he coached football, like American college football and is hired to coach soccer. (laughs) Um, Good. So he, he's completely out of it too. Like there's a scene where they go to Wibley. Mm -hmm. That the big one, that the big one. Wembley. Wembley. Yeah. Uh, He's like, it's it's okay. The field's the same size as our field back home. And they're like, no, it's not. It's actually the biggest one in the world. Oh. Well, then <laughs> never mind. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, his his first press conference. Like she sets him up to be ambushed. So like they show up. She doesn't tell him that he's going to be doing his, you know, first press conference as soon as he gets to the stadium. Yeah. And she gives him like a very, very, very brief rundown of like team history and then throws him into the uh into their like, you know, press conference room and it's yeah. packed everybody's there. Every seat is full. People are standing in the back and Uh, he just calmly does his like happy go lucky thing. And then they start asking him questions and then he starts screwing up. Like he says, like he says, we're, we're going to handle this for each four quarters. And then somebody says two halves. halves, like stuff like that. And he's screwing everything up and they're, you know, just tearing him apart. And you can just see him kind of like, you know, just, kind of like panicking and then he takes a sip of water but it's sparkling water so he spits it out and he covers all of their recording equipment <laughs> and... <laughs> it's really funny
0: okay yeah i might be completely on board okay okay it, I... yeah as long as it, yeah i think i was worried they get into the nitty-gritty of like of soccer and like i wouldn't get it
1: I mean I especially as an American living in London, I think this mm-hmm. is, this show was made for you. Oh yeah, yeah,
2: definitely. A fish out of water, man. Oh, Perfect. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. I want to okay.
1: Uh moving on to our final pick for this season. Ryan's pick, Bojack Horseman the Holiday Special.
2: Yes. <laughs> so um <laughs> Thank you the Bojack holiday special is not part of the series. It is its own standalone 25 minute thing that they do. Um, But it's best to honestly see at least one or two episodes of the show at the bare minimum before you watch this, which is kind of why I'm happy that Devin had us do um, the Halloween episode so that Alan could have at least seen one full episode. How many episodes have you seen so far?
1: Uh, this would make two, two. Okay,
2: <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So at least Alan knew, like the character of Bojack, the normal character of Bojack, before seeing this. And
1: I think it's the, uh, um, it's the first time that we've done one of these special specials where one of us has made us watch a show, and then the next one around. Somebody else has picked up that show and made us watch another. Episode. <laughs> I
2: love it. So, what the episode entails is that Bojack Horseman was on a 90s style sitcom. Bojack's living bum pretty much. <laughs> um wakes up Jack uh, uh w- wakes up Bojack Christmas morning and forces him forces him to watch a holiday special from his own TV show that he is constantly watching at random times throughout the show. Um, And pretty much the whole episode is this, you know, horsing around TV show that Bojack was on that they reference all the time, but never really show. Mm -hmm. And this is the most you see of it, even in throughout the whole series. Um, and I feel like it's really good, actually. So what did you guys, you know, what was your original or what was your first impression uh, of it? And whoever wants to go first, whoever wants to chop on it.
0: I'll do it. Uh, so I'd never seen this. I'd seen all of BoJack. I hadn't seen this. I, th- yeah, I missed it. <laughs> uh, absolutely loved it. I mean, I know I-, I love these characters. It was great for me to see something new or at least new to me with them in it. and i had never seen any horsemen around either and and like they reference it plenty like in the show they'll reference the show that bojack was on enough that like you kind of get the beats and you get what they're going for with it but i'd never seen an episode play out oh it was so good i mean it i i loved everything about this one there were the the standard bojack horseman like little jokes that like i just i still think about even Mm -hmm. after watching it yeah so alan yes your thoughts
1: uh, I wasn't expecting it to just be a, an episode of the show within the show, <laughs> but I appreciate some of the jokes that they did. Um, and I recognize most of the voices of the kids. Like I, I know Christian Shaw was one of them. Was Allison Brie another one? Yeah. And then was the last one, Adam from Adam ruins everything.
0: That one, I don't know. Ryan, right.
2: do you have the, the voice cast out? I have no idea who the voice I am
0: looking I have it no up. idea. Yeah. It could have been.
1: I'll look it up. Um so, so, I thought it so, was fine. I of of the two that you guys had me watch, this is the one I had the harder time getting into. Mm-hmm. Um but I still appreciate it for what like some of the jokes that they did. It just it wasn't my favorite. That's fine. So I'm you, glad it was only 25 minutes. Like, yeah, <laughs> like only Sunny was. Uh, uh, what, it was you, long. What yeah, year it was did like this one come out? Hmm?
0: Do you know? Do you know what year it came out, Ryan? Oh, um, I have no idea. Okay, I'll find it. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, so, so then, Alan, while you're looking that up, did you appreciate the the jokes that it makes about sitcoms in general? Yes, because like I it did. does do a yeah. lot of like self-referential like. If you've seen sitcoms, you'll know that like, you know, the character will try out a one-liner in a season and they'll get gauge the crowd's reaction and never do that thing again.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or like they'll, you know, they'll have like the the Urkel type that'll come over next door. Yeah, Goober. Yeah, Goober. Yeah.
2: Episode, but I wanted the reason The reason why I picked it was the subject matter of the fact that in the episode, these kids who were orphans had no idea, you know, well, the youngest one had no idea who Santa Claus was, um, didn't know the premise of it. And Bojack was trying to bring the magic of Christmas to, you know, kind of like inter introduce her to it. Mm -hmm. And she goes one step too far onto a topic that no one really knows how to handle and it just blows up in their face Uh, but in dealing but in dealing with that they really did a good job of explaining christmas on more of a secular level and i really like that and then of course you have the commentary between todd and bojack you know it was like the reason why I've fallen in love with Bojack's character is not because mm-hmm. I relate to him, because I don't, because he's an ass.
1: Right. He's but, a horse. He's a horse, not an ass.
2: <laughs> what? He's a horse's ass. So... There you go. Um,
1: but uh, at the same I, time... I love that it took Devin a second to appreciate the levels of that joke.
0: <laughs> yep. Got, it got there.
1: But...
2: I really enjoy the cynical points of view that he has, especially when it comes to, like, Christmas specials. Because there's a part of me that completely agrees with his breakdown of why Christmas specials are a thing, but at the same time, I enjoy them. And that's where that disconnect is.
0: And I do like when the show gets a bit self-referential like that, where, like, they understand, like, who they are and what they're doing. They understand the role that, like the media that media like that will play in people's lives and stuff. And I, and I really appreciate that.
2: Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean that, that whole topic of, you know, dealing with the little girl wanting her dead parents, you know, for Santa to bring back her dead parents. And, I love the fact that they 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 do the off the wall sitcom thing where they try to have her do something bad so that yep. she thinks it's her fault that Santa won't bring her parents back. <laughs> like no, that is completely the wrong thing to do. You don't do that. I think I think my favorite
1: my favorite thing in this whole episode was the commentary by Todd and Bojack. Where BoJack was like, yeah. "What does that? What does that joke even mean? Like, I don't even." Yeah. Know. <laughs> like, so wait, who wrote the letter? Was it her parents or was it Santa Claus? Does Santa Claus exist in the universe like your TV show? And Bo just like, "How am I supposed to know? I don't know." Like, just... <laughs> we all did cocaine back then. We all did yeah. cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> it, and I was right. Ethan is voiced by Adam Co- Conover from uh, Adam. Adam ruins everything.
0: That's funny.
1: Which
2: which in the series they reference there's an episode where all of the cast gets together and they're all adults mm-hmm. and somebody makes the comment of like him having like a failed one-liner but they never oh, yeah. bring it up again that's the failed one-liner that they tried to give him which yeah i love complete them which is great um and I also love how, and granted, like, this is one of those things where more of kind of like a um, a comment, this is something that they do in BoJack, where they make a comment that is something that does happen in real life, and it kind of smacks you a little bit, and you're kind of like, okay, so that, that wasn't really a joke, that was just a commentary on, like, how things play out sometimes. And mm-hmm. it's like, Ew. And that's where they mention Goober, the actor, doing something horrible. Oh, Yeah and it's and they did it they they went on it and you're like goober they never talk about goober in the show Mm you know in bojack you had no idea that there was this character called goober and they tell you why they never brought up this character it's because yeah he's in jail (laughs) like (laughs) he's kicked out of hollywood that's why they never talk about him
0: just don't talk about him yeah um hmm my favorite joke in this, and I, and I know this is apropos of nothing, but is with a uh, what's his name, Ethan, that character. Mm-hmm. I, I had to stop and rewind it. Rewind it. I had to go backwards in it because um, <laughs> I was like, "Did I see that right?" Where the actor that plays him's name is like Ethan Hitler Smith. And I like, Who Goober? Next, no, not Goober. Oh. The the um the Adam ruins everything okay. guy. I think. Yeah the the one that has the failed one liner like the the, yeah. the kid. Yeah the the they do like the title cards for each and yeah. every one of them in the fake show and like his character actor name is like something Hitler Smith.
1: Okay. Okay. Do you know who voice Gruber? Because this goes back to your episode. No. Fred Savage.
0: Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> so,
1: Alan, did you have a favorite joke in this? I thought I said mine. The the commentary. Oh the yeah. commentary yeah.
2: just the, 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 yeah the the the, the 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 overall commentary is really great but um I'd I, say my favorite skit like play uh-huh. out in this is when uh uh the, the, the little girl is trying to like pronounce the name of the pencils oh yeah and it goes on forever because it goes on forever because as someone who's dyslexic and Who went through that for most of their like youth existence, trying to sound things out and it never working? To me, for some reason, that's hysterical because now I'm seeing that through the adult's point of view of a little kid doing that. And I'm just sitting here going, Oh my God, I was that kid. I wouldn't (laughs) be able to handle me as an adult. I wouldn't be able to handle me as a little
1: kid. Like, I wouldn't be. (laughs) All right. Anything else on Bojack Horseman before we wrap this thing up?
0: I loved it.
2: I, I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm done.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I think that does it for this year's holiday special special. Um, and almost does it for the year. We will be. Wow. We we, we are doing a show next year, week, right? Next week, right? Yeah. I think so. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's the plan. I might not be home for it, but I'll make sure I have my stuff for it. Cool. Um, but yeah, so tune in next week where we are not reviewing a single film, but talking about our favorite things from 2021. And maybe some of the worst. Like some of the things we absolutely did not like. Can't wait. Um But until then, um make sure to follow us here on Twitch. Uh like us on follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh you can listen to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, if you listen on Spotify, please go ahead and rate our podcast. We'd love to get to five stars in there now that Spotify lets you rate podcasts. So oh wow, uh, that's a new feature that I just got emailed about this week. So check that out. Um, and until next week, uh, no matter what you celebrate, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Uh, enjoy whatever you decide to do with uh, your friends and family. Over the next week, we will be back here next Tuesday with our year-end show. Um, Merry Christmas to you guys! Uh, I know we. Will... Ryan gave me my Christmas present yesterday, which oh. is across the room. And should I go get it? Should I, should I show Devin what it is? I want to see. I really yeah. want to yeah. see. Yeah. Show okay. me. Give me one second.
0: No, no, no. You go.
2: So, since he's walking away, uh, yeah, and everybody's going to hear this. It's not what I showed you. I, oh, it's I, not. I, yeah, it, it's something completely different.
0: Oh, interesting. I had no yeah. idea. Well, I'm excited to see.
1: Okay, so this is what Ryan gave me for. for
0: oh, for I absolutely love that.
1: And, yeah, and it's going I, to stay. It's going to stay in the packaging.
0: Describe yeah. it for the audio listeners.
1: It is a Batman Forever Two Face. That has an incredibly accurate sculpt of Tommy Lee Jones. Is it actually very accurate? Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's frighteningly accurate.
0: Um, Did they also give him, like, a crossbow?
1: uh, It's like a machine gun.
0: Okay, that fits. With, like,
1: a stand. I keep
0: forgetting that Two-Face, in a lot of iterations, is just like, ha-ha, like, I'm a gangster. Like, I forget he's that in a lot of versions.
2: And it also comes with a scratched up two-headed coin. Oh. Oh, that's really cool. Speaking of
1: coins, to go back to our topic from earlier, I bought something on eBay recently that I want to show off to you guys. Um, What is it? Do you guys recognize this at all?
0: Oh, I see it's a gold coin. No. No, I see the head on it. I don't recognize it. What is it?
1: It is one of the gold coins from the robbery scene in Spider Man two. Yeah, is it like a
0: real like I prop coin? Never.
1: It's it's a yeah, it's one of the actual prop coins that they used.
2: That is so cool. Yeah. That is really cool. Yeah.
0: Oh wow. Good? Fine. Oh yeah. I think
2: there that's go. gonna be my answer for now on. Every time Alan asks what you know what he's holding, I'm just gonna say it's a prop coin. It's a prop coin. <laughs> <laughs> It's not even a
0: coin. It's a mask. (laughs) All right.
1: Well, I think that does it for us this week. Tune in next week for our year-end episode. Uh, And until next time, for You Have to Watch This Podcast, I'm host one.
2: I'm host two. And I'm host three.
0: (laughs) We'll see you next week.